welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insights into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Our guest this week is Lauren Maccabee. My name is Lauren Maccabee and I'm a photographer, um, originally from Manchester and now based in London. Footballers, singers, designers and even theoretical physicists have found themselves in front of Lauren Maccabee's lens. But for Lauren, it's always just been about capturing people, regardless of whether they're a household name or her own sister. A lot of the time it's just about talking to people and making people feel comfortable. I, I do always say that like, as a photographer, I feel like 30% of the job is taking the pictures and 70% of it is kind of about who you are and how you are with people. From an early age, Lauren began sharing photos of work on platforms like Flickr and Tumblr, but it was a while before she decided to commit to studying photography at university. I've always used the internet as a place to show work, which I think, I guess we've not really spoken about that much, but that's a massive part of photography today. But also like when I was growing up, it was the beginning of the internet in terms of people were starting to use Tumblr and, you know, MSN and dial up. And I don't know, it does feel like ages ago now, but websites like Tumblr and Flickr really kind of got me into photography. So I think probably from like the age of 14, I started taking pictures and I'd always photograph my sister. So I've got a younger sister who's three years younger than me. And she was kind of always up for it, which is quite good. Now, every so often I still take pictures of her and I think she probably gets a bit annoyed by it. But um, I didn't ever really think I'm going to be a photographer. It just, after studying, I realized that I should give it a go because now is probably the best time to do that. And it ended up working out. After graduating from the University of Brighton, Lauren moved back to her hometown of Manchester before landing a three-month internship with photographer Martin Parr's studio. My tutor at Brighton, who I got on with really well, he kind of recommended a couple of us for, to put forward for an interview for the, for the studio. And then um, it was two of my close friends from Brighton, actually, and then we all ended up doing this internship. And then we all did a little bit of work afterwards, depending on kind of what we wanted to do. So it was a lot of admin, like a lot of like scanning negatives, which actually was one of the best things about it, to be honest. And the odd meeting with Magnum, like, when I was interning, it was mainly like understanding how the whole process works, even down to like how to name photographs, how to like color correct like him and whatever else. I think that like being at Brighton, I was in a year that I felt like everyone shot in quite a similar, well, not necessarily in a similar way, but it was quite, quite straightforward. Everything was like perfectly in focus. A lot of universities have a quite a style. And I think working with Martin after being at Brighton was such a contrast. It was like, he works really, really quickly too. It's kind of a shoot can be over in half an hour. It just actually made me realize that you didn't have to be really technical and you didn't have to, everything didn't have to be perfect. And I used to spend days like color correcting one image in the darkroom, playing around with things. And actually it just kind of made me be a bit more like, yeah, like just, just try something. So I think that if anything, it helped my like attitude towards photography, which was really invaluable. It was while working for the renowned photographer that Lauren gained a new perspective on her own practice. Work for magazines, including Intern, Interview and O Comely Followed, as did commissions for brands like Clark's, the British Red Cross, Puma and Sonos. When I moved back to Manchester, I contacted quite a lot of magazines, but obviously 
magazines get inundated by people and they also don't really pay so it's quite tricky but there was a magazine called intern magazine that just like wrote up a little piece about me and then when I moved to London they asked me if I do a job and it was like my first first paid job in London it was photographing a designer I felt really lost I also didn't really know like how a shoot worked like I met the producer and I gave him a big hug and I was like god I should have gone for a handshake and like just little things and that it sounds really stupid now but just how it would actually run as a shoot and I think I only got paid it was either 50 or 70 quid and after that I kind of I built up a relationship with that magazine and then a lot of my friends at Brighton studied graphic design and illustration I did quite a lot of work with some designers that I was friends with and they needed some pretty basic photography done so that was fine I I also reached out to quite a lot of people through Instagram like I think that it's always really healthy to meet up with stylists and makeup artists and designers where you can just like messaging someone asking to go for a coffee just to kind of broaden your circle and also like a lot of the time on shoots when you're pitching things whatever then they want to have different ideas about people so I probably get most of my work through Instagram and I don't have that many followers and I don't like engage with it as much as I should do probably but like that is the platform that most people go to especially coming out of uni I do think it's quite important to have a personal account and then one you actually use for posting pictures because in terms of like how people perceive you and how they would be able to find you it just looks better if it's there's just a work one and there's a personal one and I think that I've met a lot of people through Instagram and I think that there's a really great community there I think it definitely helps I don't necessarily think that having those followers always helps but like it definitely is a platform that everyone will look at first even thinking about things like your tagged pictures or like what you post on stories like it does make a difference but I think that it will probably die at some point. People hardly use Facebook anymore. And I know that Instagram is kind of becoming more and more like Tumblr and like everything else. But I think not putting all of your eggs in one basket is quite important with Instagram. When I started, I just kind of said yes to everything. If you say yes to a job that you don't really want to do, but it pays quite well, you can just say don't put your name on it. And that's okay. And I think that when I first started, I did some really bad jobs. Like, you know, it it was how I could pay rent (laughs) and then alongside that I think the one of the hardest things is trying to make personal work whilst you're still constantly trying to be able to afford to live especially in London and especially when you're shooting film which is something that like I think it, it does kind of get easier but at the beginning until you have a portfolio which is good enough people aren't really going to hire you so it feels like a bit of a catch-22 because you're like I can't afford to make work but people aren't going to hire me until I've made work so I think a lot of it is about having confidence being open to speak to a lot of people and saying yes to things until you are able to say no and allowing yourself to put your name to some things and not others the difference in how to approach personal work and kind of client-based work especially when you're working with like celebrities as such is if you can to just approach it in the same way because if you've been hired for a job or someone's asked you to do a job photographing that person it's usually because they've seen your personal work or because they've seen editorial work that they like so I think there's a few jobs that I've gone into where I've been like oh god like I need to I need to approach this in a completely different way and I need to think about all this lighting and all this kit and actually most people get jobs through their personal work or through kind of more editorial work anyway so I think it's trying to approach it in the same way as possible but it's also that they are just rude they're human beings I think often being like a relatively young woman in this industry in terms of like making sure people feel really confident and I suppose to an extent like being being relatively new to this industry you haven't got all of that background that everyone else has got but 
Making people trust you, basically, I think is like a really important thing. As a portrait photographer, I think you have to be pretty good with people or at least try and be good with people. My, my advice would be to spend a lot of time thinking about what it is that you're particularly interested in and developing a body of work that you're really passionate about because I think it's quite hard to talk about something unless you really care about it. So doing that, but also speaking, like reaching out to a lot of people, um, speaking to a lot of people through Instagram, you know, real life, whatever, and kind of developing a style because I think when you're at a point where hopefully people come to you and be like, oh, I, I like the way that you shoot. There was one time when I remember someone was like, oh, can you shoot portraits of this band in your style? And I was like, I don't know if I have a style, like what's my style? But I think it just happens. I think that like through doing more photography and spending more time investing what you care about, then that will kind of develop, I suppose. When I graduated, I really felt like the jump from being a student to being a freelance photographer. It just felt so big and it felt like, it didn't feel unachievable. I was just like, I just don't understand how people get to that place. And I guess you never necessarily feel or know that you are at, at that place. But the way that I kind of ended up seeing it was to spend a lot of time thinking about like why people kind of want to hire you and what makes your style or whatever work. And I think that it's about not putting yourself too much out of your comfort zone. But in order for your work, I guess, to be hired by clients and, and brands as opposed to doing personal work and actually being able to make a living from it, that's when assistance and lighting and all that stuff comes in. I know that I don't feel that confident with like massive light setups. And I think it's about what you feel confident and comfortable with. And then translating that when, when you're doing a bigger job, there'll be budget for more people and more lights and, you know, everything anyway. I don't really care if it's shot on analog or digital. When people like use loads of hashtags and like whatever, I just don't, I just think if it's a good photograph, it's a good photograph. And I think one thing that is really important is that people always say to you, what's your day rate? And there's not really such thing as a day rate unless you know what the job is. And I really, I remember like, because the most I've been paid was like £100 for a job when I first started freelancing. It was quite a big company. They asked what my day rate was and I said £100. And that was really stupid because like just completely depends on circumstance. Also like always asking about things like usage, really boring and basic, but like just knowing where something's going. Is it in print? I remember some, someone said something like, is it above the line? Or, and I was like, what's above the line? Um, and you kind of yeah, you only figure that out, but just always ask, asking more questions because a lot of the time a brand will just send you a really brief email asking for a day rate, but actually like you need to know more before you can make a decision on that. This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Marianne Hanoon, and the guest was Lauren Maccabee. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand patrons. They include us two, GF Smith and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com.